0: So count all the coins to dazzle the brain And saute the loins Get ready to laugh, get ready to jive Strap on your seatbelt for no thirty-five We're the drowners, you're the passengers To clap the shark With John so soar from work You better ice it Get ready, kiddies, it's time to slice it
1: Ooh We have a great show, so count all the coins To dazzle the brain and saute the loins Get ready to laugh Get ready to jive Buckle up, bitch it's Nerd 35. We'll take the car out of park, and you're the passenger. With Clark the Shark and John Hassinger. Too hot in the city, you better ice it. Buckle up, kiddies. It's time to slash
0: Turn down for Two people doing this podcast invented it. Tweet us at the podcast. We'll oh, have okay, just going to podcast. I'll support
1: Come Hey Hey oh. Dude, what a long day. Really? A long day of just waiting.
0: Oh yeah, one of those days, huh?
1: You know, when like you have literally nothing else planned for the day, yep. except for something at night, and you just twiddle your thumbs all day long.
0: And you start making uh, projects, but those make it longer for some reason. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I'm going to organize this baseball card collection. It's been two hours. It's been five minutes. Dude, I, uh, I'd
1: been promising Heather for, like, weeks that I was going to, like, clean the screens in the windows, you know, like, the outside screens that get all funky. Yeah. And I've just been pushing it off and pushing it off. And today, I was like, oh, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it today. It's going to get, it's going to eat up, like, a good, huge two-hour chunk of the day. And then maybe I'll, like, lay down when Hannah's taking a nap It took me like 45 minutes and I like really took my time. I like was making like, you know, like I would do something stitch and then, yeah. And then have to like walk all the way to the other side of the house and then come all the way back and then go all the way to the other side of the house again, just to like burn more time. It did nothing.
0: Yeah. You just go around like wrong ways. You're like, yeah, I'm going to throw this out in the trash cans across the room, but I'm going to take... You know, Ventnor, Ave- Ventnor Avenue. I'm gonna take Ve- yeah, you're in Atlantic City. I'm gonna take Ventnor Avenue to get there. You just make up stuff to do it,
1: right? You're like, I could do this all in
0: one trip. No, I'm gonna do it in like five trips. It's funny how that happens too. It's like that or the opposite, where you have something to do and you're giving yourself all day to do it, but you procrastinate and like play a game or go on YouTube, and then you're like, oh yeah, it's eight o'clock at night. This should have been done at three.
1: Dude, that always happens to me when I have to leave, you know, like if I have to like leave for like a big trip or, or I'm just leaving for the night, you know, for like an extended period of time, I'll do all this like preliminary, like planning and and organizing. And then I like, I'm like, Oh, I've got like everything done. All I have to do is walk out the door, get in my car and everything's there. And then, like, when right. that time comes, there's, like, five other things that you, like, one at a time go in and back out from your car. To, oh, like, yeah. Go get... <laughs> you're and like, the... I'm so ahead.
0: And then the coup de gras is always, like, the garage door opener or something trivial. And you're like, oh, I, 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 I literally have. That's the most important thing I need. But what is, the... what is the coup de gras? What does that mean? It's like the it literally means in French. The final like blow to the head. Oh, like so the last straw. Yeah, like the last thing that finishes finishes off a situation. Like borrowed
1: directly from French, from the French and first appearing in English at the end of the 17th century. Coupe de grâce, or coupe de grace. Literally, a stroke of grace, or blow of mercy.
0: Yeah, it's like somebody's taken everything they can. They're on their knees, and they're like, kill me. And you just blow them in the head, and you're like... The coup de it's, dude. It it's was like the was, final blow.
1: It was basically created because it was like on the farms. It was like an animal was like so damaged. It's like let's just you know put, put a mercy him out of kill him. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's like what it came out of. Like um, an animal that's suffering, uh, severely injured, or unlikely to recover.
0: Like Charlie Pace, <clears throat> in the submarine in the in the in the sea station, Charlie from Lost. The Looking Glass station.: The Looking Yes. <laughs> I was like, "Wait a minute. You he have me guard his- there. I read an article recently about how uh, lost because I watched the stand recently, as, as aged as that miniseries is, because they're, they're releasing the stand this year. CBS's, ironically, about a virus that wipes out the world is like, the first major miniseries coming out this year from is that CBS. What this-
1: See, I'm such a big King fan, but I feel like I haven't really dug into the stand because I'm saving it, you know, because yeah. I, I, I don't know anything about it.
0: It's, it's long. It's like the short version of the book is 891 pages. Oh my gosh. The extended is over 1,200. It's like reading the Bible. But <laughs> I was reading, it's a, it's a great book without giving any spoilers. It's about a virus that decimates the world's population, like 99.4% die And the rest are either good or they're evil. And they like flock to these, to the good leader or the bad leader. And they have a final stand. But I was reading how Lost mimics the stand a lot. And there's a character in the stand called Larry Underwood, pre Carrie Underwood. It's funny that those rhyme. And he's like a singer, like a famous singer. But they based charlie pace or at least he was influenced partly by this character in the stand how he was like a in a one hit wonder rock band had a drug problem same as this character oh. gave up the drug problem during the story same as larry underwood and i was like it blew my mind and i guess the writers of lost were inspired by stephen king a lot cuz there's all these parallels not 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 so subtle parallels to the to the stand and lost but it was like like a homage to Stephen King and a lot of this that I'd never put together before. And I was like,
1: Whoa, I think I've, I think I've mentioned it on the show before. You have Steve, Stephen King was the one who told them "Write The end of your story and map it out and ask ABC to do three more seasons to end the show. And that's never been done on television ever. You oh. know, you just keep doing seasons until your ratings tank or the actors check out. But Lost's fans were so confused because they were kind of like dragging the story out. Stephen King was like, look, you know, I know I'm a big influence. You have to write the end of this. Like
0: people wow. are enjoying this
1: like it's a book.
0: I know. Isn't it crazy? That's all and it works. That I have a lot of respect for that too, because a lot of shows will just drag out like forever. That's why Seinfeld is held so high. They're like, Yeah, we're on top of the world. Let's end it and we'll go out high and that's why you're people still watch Seinfeld every night and people aren't watching Family Matters every night because they're like let's just drag this out to like the 12th season when, f- or Roseanne or something like that Stefan um of <laughs> a scientist
1: yeah, it's, I mean it's it's at the end of the day they're all doing these TV shows to make money and that was one of the first TV shows ever to be like All right, we're going to put the fans ahead of this, because we could probably drag this thing for, like, seven or eight seasons. And they did—season four, five, and six were, like, half seasons. They were only, like, 15, 16 episodes. So they walked away from some money. And, I mean, Seinfeld—I mean, they all walked away from a million an episode. Back then, that was, like, unheard of.
0: It's crazy. They made jokes about that, too, like, on late night and stuff. They're like, yeah— Maybe Jerry should have asked the other cast members. It's like, oh, you're making 500,000 episodes? Not anymore. But, but yeah. it's, it's such a smart move, though. And I have so much respect for Lost. I, I'm on the edge of watching Lost again. You know how you get those dick tinglings where you're like, I kind of want to revisit it. But it's a commitment. So I just rewatched Sopranos. And I'm like, you know what? Lost? I've only seen Lost once. The whole series in its entirety.
1: Oh, wow.
0: So I'm like, I should revisit because I know you've watched it more than anyone. You're like the biggest fan. And you said you still pick up things you missed. Still. Which is amazing. Yeah, I watched it like right after I got married. And it was like 2018. So I'm due to like rewatch it. Because you went to Hawaii.
1: And you got like the bug. I got the bug. When you you go to Hawaii, you like come back and you're like, God. I know what I saw isn't like real life, but uh, it's fun to like imagine. And obviously, yeah. Lost is all shot in Hawaii.
0: It's amazing. Welcome everybody to the Podcasts Nerd Thirty Five. This is the fifth anniversary. Man, it was five years for for better or for worse with the the whole the the cast here. Uh, I'm I'm glad that we like are still doing this um, in any capacity after that long because it's it's been a long time. Most podcasts die after like six episodes.
1: Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I kind of just remembered that it's been five years now, uh, like an hour before the show. I mean, I saw you post something a couple days ago, uh, but I was like, oh, wow, we're going to do it tonight. And, uh, yeah, you're right to do it for that long is remarkable. I haven't been on anything, uh, really you fantastic. Know, creative that's been going on this long. No, me neither. And it's insane, the last show we did was in, like, March. Yeah. When, when the world was just starting to pull its pants down and shit all over the place.
0: When <laughs> it was starting to crumble.
1: I, I, I don't mean to uh, pause here, but I've been wearing these glasses lately because oh. sta- staring at computer screens all day... Uh, uh, out of nowhere i've been just getting headaches and i don't get headaches ever oh. i've had like five my whole life and every night before i go to bed and every morning when i wake up i have this weird headache um really? so i'm like maybe it's like connected to my eyes because it doesn't f- feel like a, like an i'm sick headache or like something is wrong it just feels like something is sore you know like if oh. you if you walk up a lot of steps one day, you know, the next day your legs will be a little sore. That's like what it felt like. You give like.
0: me too much credit. So, <laughs> yeah, if you try, well, I was going to so, say, you know, when you hit the, the beer gym case real on hard. Your...
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, right, or that. But uh, And then Bob, uh, our, our good friend Bob from the History Hour, he said, I've been wearing, or my girlfriend wears these glasses. She said, it takes her headaches away. And he's like, I've been wearing them and they've been helping me. So, uh, they were like 15 bucks on Amazon. I got, I won some contest at work. I got a gift card. So I was like, all right, I'm going to try these out. And I, they're weird, but I noticed no headaches.
0: So they're not like prescription glasses to help you see. They're just to minimize the computer. What are they called? Cause I know gluten-free Talia had those and she wore them for a while and said they, they worked. Um, and I kind of just missed it at the time. And I was like, uh. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know if I get headaches, but apparently they work pretty well from what I've heard. It could be, you know,
1: uh, what's that word? What's the term where it's all in your head?
0: Oh, uh, Um, what is is that word?
1: No. (laughs) You know, there's a movie on like Hulu
0: called
1: I keep seeing it and going,
0: hmm. I saw that and I was like, what is this?
1: Should I get into this? Because the, the write-up seems kind of interesting. Like somebody goes yeah. crazy with, you know, pretend. Um, but what the hell is that term called where it's a placebo effect?
0: Oh, okay. But Who knows? There's a blue, blue light for you, though? So far. That's awesome. There is something to be said about that, though. I mean, you are putting waves from a computer into your brain and your eyes staring at it. Like, it is coming at you. It's not just what you look at. It is a screen, a digital screen being flashed at you all day long.
1: Like, uh, right. And, and I even heard that you blink less, like because there's just constant something that your eyes are just so wide open all the time because you're just seeking more and more that you blink
0: less, which is even crazier. Yeah, that is crazy, but it works. So far. Whatever helps. So what far. movie what line uh 101 classic movie lines what is that piece of uh flair there this is have. that looks this awesome
1: is, this is something that rye bought me my brother my younger brother rye bought ryan bought me uh for my birthday i think like years and years ago like i've been carrying this fucking thing with me for like 20 years just oh. trying to find a place for it to like fit and yeah so far that's that's where it's that is cool it's made its, its way Man. i love the walls in the back too i just uh i just added those those uh, are awesome soundproof it and then this thing too because oh, that yeah. damn you know that filter thing that i had it was like covering my whole face i'm like people aren't gonna like even see me like this is yeah boring. it's
0: nice it's a it's a good improvement <laughs> Thanks, man. But yeah, like
1: so we were saying the last show we did was in like early March. I should probably just try to find the exact date. I was just on our uh Podbean page. You,
0: yeah, it was when stuff started going to
1: shit. And we were saying
0: I mean, we were talking about
1: coronavirus and how social distancing is gonna we're gonna try it for two weeks. Remember in the very beginning, I I
0: like, we'll see how this goes for two weeks. We were wrong. We're like, Yeah, give it two weeks before people do it. It's still—I mean, Disneyland and Di, or Disney released today the guidelines for reopen in the park, and it's going to be a lot different than you remember. Oh, really? But still magical. I don't know if you saw—they opened up Disneyland Springs. I'm quoting them. I'm not actually saying as a grown man. It's going to be magical, <laughs> but it will be. Disneyland Springs opened up, and they had Star, Tro- um, uh, uh, Star—not Star Troopers. They had um. Uh, stormtroopers, stormtroopers. Uh, two of them as like security above the entrance and they were talking to each other but they were miked so it gave the illusion that the stormtroopers were like on the job and they're like yeah no nah, it's tough i got to break in an hour keep walking people keep moving they weren't like signing autographs and doing a show they were acting like they were security and it was like the coolest thing ever and people were exactly. stopping and i was like disney's going to do this right they're going to take your temperature They're gonna limit the attendance in the park, but they're gonna give you a fucking experience. And I think it's gonna be better because you're not gonna be waiting in line for hours. You're gonna have to make reservations, which is fine with me. But no matter what derail. no,
1: No no, no matter what you're doing, I think at Disney World, like whatever new procedure that you have to go through, they're going to make it, you know, magic. Like, yeah, your example, instead of security guards, they have stormtroopers.
0: Like, how cool is that? It's I wish amazing. they did that before, you know? Yeah, they're talking about that and they're going to take your temperature and like all that's fine. I, nobody's crying but about the person, this person I know of. And it's the, like, the, let's be the, safe. The person taking your
1: temperature will be like some, you know, doctor character from the Disney world.
0: You know, from the universe right.
1: of Disney. Like, I can't think of one right now for some reason. Yeah, it'll, it'll, be, it'll like, be like uh, Mary Poppins.
0: Right. And, and and the things that they're taking away, they're pausing, they're saying, which is good. They're not like, yeah, we're getting rid of this. But they're pausing character interaction. So, like, the kid won't be able to take a picture with Minnie. But they'll still be able to see the characters from a distance waving and stuff for a while. And it's like, I get that. I mean, uh, that's the
1: best they can do now.
0: Yeah. But everything else is going to be good. They're doing virtual queues. A lot of it is based on your phone. Like, they've always had the apps for Disneyland and Disney World, but now they're encouraging to, like, download them because they're going to, like, give you a number of when your time is up to get in line. Like, hey, head over to Space Mountain now kind of thing. They're trying to... Which I think is not going to work because there's a lot of old people and parents that aren't, like, app savvy. So they'll have to, like, learn, but... I mean they're, they're opening up which is a huge step They've been closed for four months Three months So I don't know I don't know
1: It's crazy man it, it, I mean it, to, to just think that on It was March 22nd And that was The oh. day before my first day At this new job Probably yes. why we haven't done a show in such a long time um it's been challenging i've had i've been having to work like in the day you know end at like 5 30 do the family thing and then at eight come back and keep working it's been like rough that's crazy
0: it, yeah it, it's
1: it, it's good but it's just exhausting yeah. anyway that's march 22nd the COVID thing just started now there's like a hundred thousand dead there's like a million dead in the world uh, like, every single day, Trump has just said something that just divides us so much further oh. from each other. And then two weeks ago, video leaks of this guy being arrested, this black guy being arrested. The cops got his knee on his neck, and the guy's screaming, I can't breathe. The guy even screams, I'm dead. I'm dying. I'm dying.
0: So bad. So and bad.
1: And now there are protests and fighting and looting and rioting. And it's just like, dude, and it's not just in America. All over the world, there are people protesting about our racism,
0: our racism problem. Yeah, so London, like, they're outside of Boris Johnson's Downing Street in dude, London. England. Everywhere. It's, everywhere. It's crazy.
1: It's good. It's amazing. And I just... uh I think I tweeted last night. I was up really late. You did. I always love tweets. And uh, I said, oh, I, I quoted somebody that Stephen Colbert quoted on yes. uh, his show Friday night. Violence is the last refuge of the incompetent. And I love that awesome. because who says that? Um you know, like, there, someone says, beating a, ch- a child is a shortcut to thinking. You know, it's like, you just don't want to think, so you're just going to hit. You're just going to be violent.
0: Yeah, it's like so, the last resort. Yeah, I don't know what I'm yeah. doing, and I'm mad, and I'm scared, so I'm just going to hit something. Right. Because I'm not going to think this out. So rather than, like, solve this logically, let's just use force. Fuck you, I'll kick your ass! That's exactly what it
1: is, dude. it's there's, it's, it's fear. So, you get angry and then you get violent. So, violence is the last refuge of the incompetent. And then I said, Can we finish this ugly stage of evolution we're going through? Accept reality and make changes so we can see this fucking movie, hashtag MCU, hashtag Black Widow. Because in July, a great it'll be. tweet, by the way. Thank you. In July, it'll be a year since the last new. MCU movie was in theaters and that was Spider-Man Far From Home. Shit. Uh, isn't it it's just a, the luck of my existence? I've a giant fan of this shit and now it's like a delay. It's terrible because it would have been March, right? Or April? May. May, okay. May May 1st, Black Widow was supposed to come out. Right, we talked about that on yeah. an
0: earlier show this year. That's crazy.
1: Yes. This, Yeah, we did. We talked about all the movies that are coming before anything really oh, was my gosh. going
0: down, what do you think the theaters are going to be like when this picks up? Because think about it, people have been at home watching movies. Are they going to rush to the movie theater. I think they will.
1: You know what's funny? At first, I was like, the theaters, no way, they're like, they're in deep shit. They're not going to recover from this. But then I was like, you don't really touch anything at a movie theater. No. You, you think about it. Like the, there's no doors on the, in the bathrooms. You just walk in. Yeah. And even those you can kick. And then you take your popcorn and you take your soda. That's it. That's it. You sit down, wear long
0: sleeves, and you're fine. It's and safe. And wear a mask. Yeah. I and think I, they're going to bounce back, no problem.
1: I think if they do the, uh, the 50% capacity... At first, that's that's yeah. the That's a wise move.
0: Yeah, they're, they're it's not going to be you know open theater jump in everybody, but the fifty percent capacity, and they're going to do more screenings probably, right? To make up for money, but yeah, no problem, they'll be up. But yeah, uh, what you said though about you know the delay until well, the last one was July, Spider Man. Yeah, if you think about that gap, it's unheard
1: of, dude yeah I mean, they've been on a tear for the last t- ten years, twelve years? at least. And they have like two to three movies a year every year. And now an entire year without one. without one. <clears throat> However, I think Black Widow is it was pushed back to November. so
0: good. I mean, that's still I mean, good that it's a long way away. But yeah, we but got Wonder Woman in August, so that'll be fine. Ghostbusters was pushed back. Um, oh yeah, I was really yeah. looking forward to that. And me too. I know they're, they they have to do it, and James Bond too. Right, yeah. which I was really excited about. The only
1: person, the only movie that hasn't budged, is Christopher Nolan and his time, not time travel. It's like something about time, though. Uh, that
0: movie Tenet with Denzel Washington's son. Yeah, what is Pattinson. What is that about? Robin Pattinson's ah. great too, by the way. He's gotten a lot of shit. For, I know he's gotten shit because he was in Twilight, but like, he's a great actor. That, that, that guy's going places. Dude, he is one of the best actors like, of he's our great.
1: generation. Like, Yeah, you're right. It's like it's Water for Elephants. Like, he's in The Lighthouse. He's great. He, even those, those stupid Twilight movies, he's good in them. Yeah. Like I liked his character. I was like, "Oh, he's not like this douchebag that like, you know, the advertising no. wants me to think."
0: No, yeah, he's not like Taylor Lautner, the the werewolf where you're like, "I get it. Your shirt's always off and you're just so good-looking, dude." No, he's have, did you see The Lighthouse with dude, Robert Pattinson America. and Willem Dafoe? Dude, I am like Dafoe. No, yeah, Willem Dafoe. Uh, yeah, William that Dafoe. was Willem Dafoe.
1: One, one of these maybe even tonight. Uh, you know, uh, it's it's definitely something I'll, I I want to watch. It's good. Um, isn't it? Isn't it just basically about, like, I mean, isolation and, like, just going mad?
0: Yeah, like, it reminds me... Um, what's that? No, go on. It reminds me a lot, not plot-wise or anything, but of um, Shutter Island. Like, there's things... It's a lot of, like... It's not plot-wise like that. It's not like he wakes up in a mental hospital. He's crazy. But there's things where it's about isolation. And you're like, was that real? What... And it was, and you know, it, it's cool. Um, but I thought it was really well done. I think he, I think he's a great actor. He's Batman. Heard, he's Batman.
1: performance. Yeah, he's Batman. He's. Uh, people are worried, and I get it because he's little, but yeah. he, he ain't that little. And he's like, yo, I'm not gonna like work out during this like, you know, uh, lockdown. And people were flipping out. It's like he's so young like he can bounce back like have you seen like the dude's shredded. like he's ridiculous like he'll be fine. He's fine. Um, He's got a good hairline. I think he's trying to just handle this like being accepting the role of Batman is just asking for half of the audience to just crush you daily every day every single day. All the time. Someone who hates you and thinks that you suck as Batman before the movie's even out. And, uh, yeah, you, you have to kind of have, have to, a little head.
0: Right. And also, too, the role of Batman has been thrown around and given to more actors than any role in history. It started in 1949, I think, with whoever played Batman in the TV show then, the black oh, yeah. and white, the, all the, the way to the, the 60s, Adam West. Like this. And then, yeah, look at, look at Adam 1989 West. to 2002. <laughs> Batman was played by like six different actors or four different actors. I mean, it it gets through every like three two to three movies another actor plays Batman, and they're always met with some kind of criticism or, you know, uh, are they gonna do a good job or this and that? And it's like, for the most part, they've all put pulled it off pretty well. Some of the movies in the late nineties were were ridiculous, but it's always a fun ride. And know and, uh, they were bad. And I feel like Pattinson's unfairly. Judged on Batman because of the Twilight thing, and because he came off of Ben Affleck, which uh, people have a problem with for some reason. Even though his jawline is perfect.
1: Yes, and he's good. Perfect. He's a good actor, and he was the great best actor. Bruce. He's my favorite Bruce Wayne. He's um, great, at, yeah, totally. He's great. B- B- Batman. He was almost a little too like just bulky. Like I was like I didn't buy his athleticism very much. But it, yeah, whatever. It's like I, a machine. Bruce Wayne is what matters. Uh, so, speaking of movies, you uh, and and Jen are watching every Star Wars movie in the order that they were released, or in chronological?
0: Chronological. Ooh. I'm so excited for this. We I turned on Jedi last night. I've been watching Star Wars a lot lately. I not a lot, but I watched Empire the other night, and then I fired up Jedi. Um, and she sat down. She's like, I'll watch this. And she really liked it. And she's like, I haven't seen this in like 20 years. Um, so she's like, we've got to watch them all in order. What, what order did they come out in? And I was like explaining like, oh, you know, it started off uh, Phantom Menace. And the, you know, she's like, oh, the ones with Natalie Portman. I was like, yeah, she was in a few of them. And she's like, I remember those. Yeah, let's watch them. So I'm really excited to watch them because I've only seen the prequels once um, myself. And that was in the last year with Disney Plus, and she hasn't seen them since they came out. So we're gonna watch everything, including oh, wow. Rogue One and Solo. We're gonna put in there, and uh, we're gonna do the whole. I've never seen Solo, so we're gonna put the whole thing in there, um, starting tonight. Solo's really good. Like
1: yeah, Solo doesn't even have to be a Star Wars movie, and it's good. I mean, Woody Harrelson's in it, and Chewbacca's in it. Like that.
0: Yeah, come on, I'm sold. It's pretty, it's pretty good. Like to be reading tax returns, and I'd be like, done.
1: And I want to tell you, the kid who plays Han Solo is awesome. He's so good. Is he? Yes, I, I thought so. I-, I totally bought into him right away. Nice. Uh,
0: and well, if um, you like it, then it holds water. It holds dick water.
1: Yeah, I was stunned by how it flopped, even though it made like $400 million. That was
0: considered a flop. Um
1: right. yeah, And flop. Di- did you watch uh,
0: Mandalorian on Disney Plus? Mm-hmm. Love it. Okay. Cool. The whole thing. God, that show is so good. Season two. John Favreau. Anything he touches is gold. He's like the Dave Grohl of film. Anything he does is just like good. It's just he's just good, dude. It's like he right now has
1: the imagination of the primary consuming, uh, you know, demographic. Yeah, the, the the people right now who are buying and spending. He knows what we want to go see to escape.
0: Totally. You know? Iron Man. Like, I mean, everything he does is great. And Have you, uh, have you been watching the Mandalorian
1: documentary on Disney Plus? No. Called Gallery.
0: Oh, I'm actually not
1: even aware man. of that.
0: I, didn't, I don't oh, know if I saw sh- that. I didn't Dude. watch it, but I, I
1: should check it out. What is it? First, first couple episodes are really just like uh, an homage to George Lucas, basically, while talking about getting the show up and running and then in episode like three or four they explain this new technology that like favreau basically invented really? by really like, piecing things together uh, dude you have to watch it i'm uh, all about that they film that show in like a garage but the tech that he has it makes it look it can make it look like they're on a planet like on uh, in the desert real that's see. that's awesome that's like Ta- that's innovative. Taika Atiti was like, there were moments where you know we're filming and I had to like stare to make sure I could find
0: where the screen starts and where like you know real life ends. See, that's amazing. That's why Star Wars is so good. I mean, b- uh, besides the storyline and the characters, the technology they used, even as cheesy as you think the original unedited or unreedited version of uh, New Hope is. That's very impressive. Like, watch Return of the Jedi. Some of those scenes for 19... Was it 1982?
1: 1983? Yeah. Uh, it's, no.
0: Uh, 80. Return of the Jedi was 80? 80 or 79. It was Yeah, but it was, it was in there. It was around yeah. that time. Yeah. But very impressive. Uh-huh. And that's what I think George Lucas did very well with. You know how he re-edited some of the scenes later on? Like, he used Hayden Christensen at the end of Jedi... Uh, he, he did it in a respectful light. Some people disagree, but like, I don't think you should ever just go back and re-edit your entire movie because that, that's the movie, that's what you did. But he did it using new technology and it worked respectful to the storyline where it wasn't, you know, done. I don't know if you agree with that or not. I'm curious no, about, it's but,
1: crazy because when they did that at the time I was like, what the fuck? Luke doesn't know that kid. Why did they do that? Right. But then George Lucas explains, you know, the movies are about Anakin. They're not about uh, Luke. You know, it's about Darth Vader. And that is Anakin Skywalker, the Jedi Knight, not the guy in the suit, uh, The you know, the Sith Lord Darth Vader. Like, that person won't become a a Force ghost. Anakin will before he became Darth Vader. I was like... Oh, that's right i guess you would know you invented it
0: (laughs) i had it i had it uh uh, that was one of my questions was why was it young good-looking hating christensen as the ghost and not deformed old vader the sith lord but that makes sense
1: it's a completion a completion arc for that character not for the old man that
0: was the villain anakin he's a fallen angel he's a Mm -hmm. fallen angel Yes. Yeah, we watched Return of the Jedi. We're gonna rewatch them. We're gonna watch them in order. I'm really excited to do this tonight. We're gonna we're gonna watch like one every other day probably. But um, I'm really That's excited. Awesome. for Awesome. My favorite one, films.
1: My favorite. Okay, so for the sequels, or I mean the prequels, you know, the, the, again every Star Wars trilogy like pushes technology. It's just bizarre how. Lucas is so innovative. it's it's insane. Yeah. Uh, cause even in the prequels, at the time, this was like holy shit. like this CGI on that grand a scale was just amazing. Uh, oh, yeah. And in the prequels, everyone have moments
0: of just awesome. Awesomeness. Just base Windu and Palpatine, um, how it became deformed, that scene. Oh, you're you're oh, like sweaty. Oh,
1: I mean, even Dooku and Yoda oh, in the second one, and then uh, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon versus Darth Maul in The Phantom Menace. Oh my God, it's insane. E.T.
0: in Phantom Menace.
1: <laughs> you mean Jar Jar
0: Binks? No, the worst, E.T. The worst character. E.T., the extraterrestrial, is, has a cameo in Phantom Menace. Oh, that's right. He's like in the crowd or something. He's in the Senate, one of the Senate pods. Oh, the Senate right. scene. Yeah, and if funny. you remember E.T., the on. movie, when E.T.'s out for Halloween, you remember when E.T. has the, he sees a kid dressed as Yoda and they both look at each other, implying they're from the same universe. So that was like Lucas and Spielberg throwing each other bones in their movies. I knew that, but I forgot it, and my mind was blown again. I just—it's just amazing they threw that in there. It's because I—I watched it last night, which is why it's on my mind. I wasn't—I've only seen the movie once. I didn't see ET when oh, I watched okay. it the first time, but I read an article last night about ET Wild Wild <laughs> Friday Nights here in LA, and they were talking about how they threw like Spielberg and Lucas threw each other bones and did these little like you know. Inside joke in the movies, and so I watched the scene in *Phantom Menace* on YouTube, and I was like, "Oh shit!" They put E.T.'s like the, the his race his in there. Species, the,
1: yeah, yeah, his race, yeah. And they had they had like hoods on, so you could like barely tell, but it's clear and it's it is E.T. That's so crazy. Good. Um, so but, yeah, yeah, in the in the prequels, there are moments that will get you through all of them because you kind of there's some slowest fuck parts and not the best dialogue, and Yoda. Yoda's amazing in the in the prequels. So good. And forever, forever. My favorite was Return of the Jedi. Uh, now looking back on it, I, I understand why most say Empire, because if I was like a teenager, when Empire Strikes came strikes back came out, I, I would have been I would have been seeing that movie every day the entire summer.
0: Can you imagine like, with the crisscrossing totally. and,
1: and the double-crossing and, and just the the sets. And, and Boba Fett and the bounty hunters and Hoth, uh, oh, yeah. da- Dagobah, you know, Yoda shows up. It was just so good. But I, I always loved Jedi, just I'm pretty sure because of my age.
0: Yeah, I, I, can, I can agree with that. I, I'm, I think Jedi is my favorite. I think it's the best one as far as scenery and plot. I mean, they end up on Endor, and, like, Vader comes down there, and they're in the forest. And then there's, like, all these subplot lines with uh, Calrissian, yes. you know, and the, fa- and the Falcon taken, you know, at the end. And there's, like, just so, I think the characters, it starts off with Jabba the Hutt and whatever the, that planet is. Um, Tatooine, Luke's home. Tatooine, yeah, Tatooine.
1: Uh, which oh is still God. sitting there in
0: the desert. Like, it's just such a good... An R2-D2 shoots him the lightsaber, and it's green, and he just starts kicking everybody's ass. And it's hilarious, too. Like, Jen and I, yeah. Jen Moore was, like, dying at some parts. Uh, you know, people often, I think, is overlooked is how funny Star Wars is. Like, it's obviously not a comedy, but there's so much comic relief. I was inadvertently laughing at different stuff. Like, when um, the Ewoks capture them in the uh, the net in the forest, because Chewie sees the food, and like, oh, you're always thinking about food! And they're up there, and they're like, how do we get out of here, get my Lifesaver? Next thing you know, R2-D2, 2 asked. <laughs> just starts sawing them down and they just fall. Like To me, that was hilarious. Because like, he's like a little parakeet.
1: He's like, he's this is like, why I'm here. I get you out of every fucking right. situation you are trapped just,
0: in. He just starts sawing and they go down. And, he's like, but the dialogue, though, I think is dare I say underrated as far as comic relief goes. Because even in the opening, not the opening scene, but the opening, first, the first part, the first act, when uh, you know, um, the Han Solo is trying to shoot down, you know, cut Calrissian loose, and it's just like I thought you can't see. It's like uh, I can see better now, you know, or it's better now. Like just all these little nuggets, they're just good. I, I thought, it's hey, wait, wait. Right. I thought I, I thought I you were
1: blind. It's, hey, we're it's blind. all right. It's all right. I'm fine. Just a little higher. Just a little
0: higher. And they, yeah, they up the uh, the imperial. um what is it? it. Yeah, it's just so good, and they the relationship of Vader to his subordinates is like pretty cool I because he's he, he's very ruthless but he's also respectful and like permission granted and well done and the emperor's not as forgiving as me. And he's very like kind to his subordinates as long as they're doing what they could. Where the Emperor is just an asshole that would trade Vader under the you know throw him under the bus in a second to get Skywalker. Vader has yeah. like the loyalty, which I think perfectly Sorry, I'm rambling now, but he per- it perfectly complements his struggle of like the dark side and still still has some good in him. And you can yep. see that. Yeah, you're right. That's the only you're reason, yeah, I'm rambling. You are in charge, Admiral Piet. 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 And they all Piet. have jewel pods, too, on their uh, their uniform. All the admirals, it's great. It's great. <laughs> uh,
1: so, that being said, Return of the Jedi uh, was always my favorite I think last weekend, we uh, like Saturday maybe, we went to someone's house or someone. Came, I, I forget, uh, but I ended up being forced to socially drink. Nice, I, good I for can't, you. I can't stand. I, I hate drinking when I didn't want to drink, like when uh, I wasn't in the mood. Yeah, you know, because then my nights just like a, a battle to like not have a hangover the next day. Right. Uh, so you want to do it on your own terms. So I was like drunk when we when like Heather went to bed, but I was like fighting it off. So I started like smoking, and I'm like, yeah. you know what? I'm gonna watch. It was like eight o'clock. I'm like, I'm gonna watch the sequel trilogy of Star Wars: Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and maybe The Rise of Skywalker, even though it is just so clunky. Yeah, I just that. I've come to the decision that. The Rise of Skywalker. I mean, The Last Jedi, is the best standalone Star Wars movie in the whole thing. Whoa, by by itself. The whole thing,
0: meaning the sequels or the all of it. The
1: whole whole thing. The whole whole franchise. But like standalone, like because it fucks with the continuity of this of everything. um, It's not. Like um, a great Star Wars, it's not like a great part of the Star Wars saga, but as a standalone movie, like if you just went to a movie you never saw any Star Wars anything, I think that one is the most entertaining.
0: Good point. You don't have as many questions, questions and it's the it's the most fun ride out of all of them as far as like what they're throwing at you, and because of the continuity. And dude, even as a Star Wars fan. I loved that it kept
1: diverting my expectations. Like it kept like like what I thought was going to happen didn't happen. And to do that in a Star Wars movie to me is impressive as fuck cuz I usually can tell where yeah, they're you,
0: going. You can weave in and out. And see you know like, or, I, I know happening. enough to to like know what's going to happen next for the most part. Right. But not That's enough. a good point. And like you said, the continuity too—it kind of fucks around with you a little bit. Uh, Yeah, yeah, throws you some some wrenches. Yeah, pretty good. And Mark Hamill's performance, great.
1: That's like another thing. Like we all wanted Luke to be like this fucking crazy, amazing Jedi, and just start fucking everybody up. But like, that's a fan. That's a fan fiction.
0: Yeah, he's you an know, old like, guy. Not, he's not realistic.
1: Not, he's disgruntled. He's seen some shit. And like the number one, the number one lesson in storytelling is like they have to be struggling, right? Yeah. Like they have to have right. a problem. There has to be a problem. Yeah, they can't be there's, perfect. There's no story. It's, otherwise, it's the Brady Bunch.
0: Yeah, like what Christopher Nolan did perfectly in The Dark Knight is at the end, Batman is pretty much outcast and a fugitive. And you're like, but it's Batman. You're like, no, it's it's Bruce Wayne. And this is a struggle. And this is what's happening. This is his fate. You can't walk around in the costume all the time. I do like how Mark Hamill is like the nicest celebrity in the world. He like, did you see the video of him with the nurse? And he gives, uh, there's this nurse they interviewed. I think it was, it was a late night show. But I, I think it was Fallon. I don't remember, but. You saw that one? The nurse is like a huge Star Wars fan. She doesn't know Hamill's coming on. And then all of a sudden the music plays and he comes on the Skype interview or whatever it was and she's like crying and he's like, you know, I'm giving this to you. I'm mailing you this lightsaber. And it's like when, do you remember when Adam Scott was on, um, I think it was Kimmel, but Kimmel had like a sub host and Adam Scott was talking about how he loved Star Wars and he wanted mark hamill luke to come
1: skywalker play. was like my my i wanted luke sky i wanted mark hamill to be my dad or i told people <laughs> mark hamill was my dad, something like that
0: right and mark hamill came out to the music okay like and yeah he's he's good and yeah. he came out and like gave him a lightsaber i just i feel like he's been doing that a lot like mark hamill he's he's critical of the president which is awesome and i feel like he's like the best celebrity he's I mean, not too famous where he's like an asshole but he's more famous than, like, anybody just because he was in Star Wars, I, if that makes any sense. He's just he's just good all around. He's cool. He,
1: he lives up to the impossible fan expectation of the person who played Luke Skywalker. Like, he is as good as Luke. M- maybe even yeah. better. Oh, yeah. Luke, at times, was a whiny bitch. Right. Um, a little, little
0: babe. Little babe. Mar-
1: Mark Hamill's most recent tweet was eight minutes ago. Some just I think random person uh, posted, I lost my baby today. I'm devastated. I love this damn dog. Some guy who like lost his dog. Mark Hamill commented, I'm so sorry for your loss with a tear emoji. Wow. See, who does that? That's pretty cool. He's selfless. So yeah, that's my take on Star Wars. I, th- I think The Last Jedi is the, the just, it's such a fun movie. And to remove it from the Star Wars saga and and watch it as and view it take it in as just a standalone project by one guy named Ryan Johnson who half the Star Wars fans hate uh half love and I'm I feel like I'm in the middle cuz I'm frustrated with what he kind of like squashed that JJ Abrams had started rolling in the in the Force Awakens yeah but but as just a movie fan True. I was just blown away. I was like, yo, this is a Star Wars movie for like 2017 or whenever it came out. You know what I mean? I was like, this is what it should look like. Special effects-wise, storyline-wise,
0: yeah, re- reality-wise, pacing-wise. Yeah, like the they pacing took their time fun. with it, you know. It wasn't like, yo, let's just throw everything out there. They took their time with the storytelling. And the sound. Oh, play that Dude. loud with surround sound. There's nothing like it.
1: When when Ray and Kylo do that like mind k- connection thing and the sound goes,
0: oh, it's great! It gets you.
1: What are you doing? How are you doing? What are you doing? It would tear you in half. And then when Laura Dern light speeds that ship through
0: the you it know, was thing, great. It was like. <laughs> boom. And that just goes like goes silent.
1: Mm-hmm. So good.
0: It's so good. She's great too. I love that she's in Jurassic Park and Star Wars. Like she's in Laura both universes. Did
1: you see her in Marriage Story? I didn't see it. Oh man. That's oh, great. you gotta watch it. Her too. driver? <laughs> Fucking nuts. Ter- her driver and, and the Black Widow, uh, Scarlett Johansson. Hot. Yeah, She's no, I hear so only good. good things about it. I just haven't watched it. I mean, as far as acting goes, it's like top-notch. I, I don't know how Pretty all good. of them didn't win. Well, because Joaquin Phoenix was the Joker. Right. I just rewatched Joker. I, uh, I saw oh. that it's available, and I'm like, hmm, I've always said this is a movie I'll never be able to watch twice. Yeah. Even though it's unbelievable and it's just so great, uh, but watching watch. it now, watching it now,
0: because the end of that movie is people looting.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's, and, it's, it's, it's being glorified as fuck.
0: Yeah, it's like now it's basically like a documentary on what's going on in the world. It's obviously
1: crazy. Todd Todd Phillips doesn't have a DeLorean no. with a flux capacitor, so he had no idea. Can't do it. Can't do it. Some some people
0: say. It was bound to happen. It was going to happen anyway. Yeah, I think so. It's a bubble. Everything going on in the world and with George Floyd, it's long overdue. You know, we can... I don't know. Nothing bothers me more, aside from the cop that committed that heinous act that was terrible. And I don't know why he was allowed to do that for eight minutes and not one other officer stopped him. We can talk about that forever. But the thing that bothers me more is the people I see on social media in the feeds that are like, blue lives matter. But yes, yes, cops matter. But that, the cops are being killed at an alarming rate by black people unjustly in 2020. And it's like the conversation right now that's most important is the systemic abuse of African Americans by law enforcement. And I'm a big law enforcement guy. I have a lot of cops in my family. I respect the police. But this has been going on for too long. And that's the only conversation we need to be having right now. And I still see keyboard warriors out there. that's like, yeah, but it, it, he was on drugs. And it's like, I'm on drugs. I don't deserve my neck to be snapped. He, he, he was doing something he shouldn't. I do stuff I shouldn't. I still don't. Nobody deserves to die like that guy did. And it's just, I don't know. I feel like it's long overdue, all of the unrest right now. People are pissed off.
1: And I mean, well, man. you know, just a couple weeks before that, we see the fact that these are all on video uh, is what, you know, turns it into what it is. Because a few weeks before it, we saw this kid jog into a neighborhood and Billy Bob and, you know, Eli got in their truck and chased him down and, <laughs> ki- and killed him and killed yeah. him and shot him. Like, what the fuck? And then, dude, you see these cops all over the streets without badges and, like, no insignia of any kind. Like, they're mercenaries. Like, what is going
0: yeah. on? Yeah, they're vigilantes out crusading for justice. With that. But,
1: like, dude, the organized cops, the organized, like,
0: riot police that
1: weren't police. Did you see those?
0: You mean the ones that were, like, secret?
1: No. The ones that were, like, they looked like as if they were official, like all standard, lining up, but did not have a badge, did not have any insignia. Oh of any yeah, kind. Yeah, they yeah, like yeah, 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 Just had like riot gear, but like they were all organized, and and they wouldn't answer who
0: they were with. Right, I did see that, and they they said we're with the we're with the defense department or some. They made it. They gave some vague answer like we're with defense or something like that. It's like, well, who? What are you? What are you doing? What is going on? It's terrible. I,
1: I keep seeing this post online. I'm learning who my f- real friends are. Like I'm unfriending people because like this situation is identifying the people that you disagree with on a, on a, on a topic that is, I don't know, defines your character. Like if you don't, if you don't get this, if you don't get that, 300 years ago, or how my math is probably way off, but whenever the Civil War ended, we didn't just flip a switch, and it was like, okay, everyone's nice to black people now. Right. It, like True. This was this is something that is still not been, like, ironed out to the way that Abe Lincoln imagined we could get to.
0: No way, yeah, even 50, 55 years ago, certain parts of the country, if you were black, you had to sit in a different part of the restaurant or drink out of a different fountain. That was in our parents' like years as a teenager you
1: it's know like, it's like almost genetically passed down in our dna uh household to household and look it's wearing off but there are still way too many people in charge of a generation that are yes. just that are just wired to i don't know fear or or whatever set yes. feel the need to be separate uh from black people and I True. feel like, I feel like when I told, I said to Heather the other night, I'm like, I think when we're 80, it, it'll be so even in this country, like that, that generation and that thinking will not be, the, you know, in charge of anything. Right. You know, like it, that, yes. that world, the, the, the ignorant and, and the, the uneducated will be eliminated or
0: just kind of like pushed to the side. I agree with you, and I think it's, it's being oh. rooted out and is disintegrating with each generation. You, you, still, you always have these pockets of racism of like, uh, a family who was born racist. Their kids are racist, but they're isolated from the rest of the country. They live in some trailer park in Alabama or some shitty house in Mississippi. The reason I'm saying the South is because a lot of these racists are from the, these areas, and they, yeah. they're the minority now. He almost
1: elected like a, uh, like a child molester. Like, like, I almost was like governor or something there.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what
1: was his name? Um, I know. He had like a cowboy hat. Bob Jones or something.
0: Yeah, he had the cowboy hat, and Trump does not help the situation. Like the coronavirus, he didn't cause it, but he's done nothing to stop it. It's he's actually just added to the fire. Like, if you look at the coronavirus, he, he's not responsible for it. He's not responsible for it getting here. But for the amount of people that died, he's unequivocally, it's his fault for how he handled this whole situation. And now these riots and the protests, not saying anything, and say, but when he does tweet saying dominate. Things, and when they start looting, when they start shooting, you're, you're, he's giving a pass to racism. And you got like to dominate. He can't win the next election. I'm sorry. There's something very wrong with this country. I get it. People don't like Hillary Clinton. They, they believed his bullshit, fine. You get a pass. But if you elect him again this year, th- that's on you. That's a, you. There's something wrong with you because what else do you need? Did you hear his quote? They, they quoted him last night. Somebody asked him about the protests, and his quote was, well, we're doing very good things with African Americans, very good things. The economy's doing very well, uh, but it could be doing better, but the coronavirus, we're doing very well. African-Americans in history, not just African-Americans, but overall, they're doing very well. Does he have dementia? None of that makes sense. They're doing very well. They asked you what, what you're doing about the, the protest, and his things was, we're doing very well with unemployment. I, I would
1: love— I give up. I would love for one reporter to have the balls to, to, <laughs> to, to after Trump gives a response like that. For the reporter to say you didn't answer my question, <laughs> or 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 that's not an answer, yeah. because he doesn't. He just like starts off on his on like on like a branch topic from right. the question.
0: Yeah, well, they're doing very well. They're doing very well.
1: As, as really. you know, I'm very popular in the black community. I I think uh, no uh, president <laughs> ever has had more support from the blacks uh, other than me. And I think the only thing President Obama and I have in common is that one thing I mentioned the other day. Oh, and also, you were both president, you dumbass.
0: And also, the answer I just said, that's what he started off with, saying I'm very popular in the African-American community, and that was, that was his response, was just I'm very... very resp- he doesn't know how to deal with this situation, because he's not a true leader. So his response is, look at these good things I did. I, unemployment's high. So, I mean, it, that, that's because of Obama's um, economy, but... That's, like, where he goes to is, look at all this good stuff I have. It's like your house on fire. And it's like, did you try putting out? It's like, no, but look at my car. Like, it's washed. Like, look how nice it looks. Oh, yeah, but, like, the building's burning down. Dude, um, you, know, you know
1: who does that? great. I'll say, Hannah, why didn't you, you know, <laughs> why didn't you use the potty to, to go pee? Why'd you pee on the couch? And she'll go, well, I ate an orange today. You know, like, she'll say something that has her. nothing to do with, yes, and she's two and a half. Yeah, good for her, yeah, though. Our, our president's behavior. Did you see it's the two. video of Trump asking Melania
0: to smile? No. Oh, my really? God. I was it like an it was... off-camera thing? Like, he didn't uh, know he was being filmed?
1: No, I, he knew he was, he, he, yeah, he knew he was being filmed. I mean, he has to know. People were taking a million pictures of him. They were both posing for a picture. Yeah. And she's, she's like this dude. <laughs> she hates herself and he goes he goes you know he's, he's waving and he goes You wouldn't hurt to smile no kid, way like, really I've wa- i watch watched it like over and over and you know they had like this I gotta watch it and she goes like this dude she goes <laughs> what a, he's such a monster dude like totally opioids like flowing through her veins like, oh yeah just,
0: Xanax like we drink water <laughs> like, just so out, so It's crazy. I believe it.
1: And then, what about Lindsey Graham, Lady G? Tell oh, me you've heard about this stuff. I,
0: yes. What is going on? <laughs> what is happening?
1: Do you, do you watch or listen to uh, the comedian, Chris D'Elia
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's funny.
1: Oh, he's so fucking funny. He's a good funny. actor,
0: too. Uh, yeah, he is I actually a good thing actor. About yeah, he is. I think he's good. He does a good M and M impression and then he was in that video with him and the Sandlock guy. Uh he's like he's good. He's funny. Yeah, yeah. Like he uh, life rips.
1: Um he uh does a, a weekly YouTube show for an hour. Uh usually like Wednesdays or Thursdays. And he starts off his most recent show and he's like, I don't know, man. Uh I just don't know. I I don't know what the fuck. Like, shit is really just out of control. Like, it's just piling up, like, the bad news. And, oh, by the way, we're, like, leaning into hurricane season. Like, it's just going to be bad, man, for a while. It's going to be bad. We all just thought like this corona thing. It's like, yeah. hey, yeah, we'll all just like stay inside for like two to three months. Okay, that'll suck, but we can do it. Meanwhile, we're like everything else will be fine. Nothing nothing else will go wrong. We'll right. be okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. That, boy, were we wrong. I, I think too, it doesn't help that people were stuck inside for three months. No. So then I, it's I, like d- people are ready, they're already pissed off. And then you throw gasoline on the fire with the George Floyd murder you're just i mean it's like a powder keg ready to burst
1: i said the same thing to heather i was like
0: we were already
1: itching to get the fuck outside yeah now now we're like filled with rage and uh, you know things are gonna go bad but dude the the, the weirdest shit is all this like antifa like hidden looters to make the black people look bad you know. know walking around in their neighborhood and, like, throwing bricks and, I mean, smashing windows just for the fuck of it just to make it seem
0: like black people came in and destroyed everything when they were just
1: sitting there protesting.
0: Right. There's Yeah, that's, like, well-documented, too. There's a lot of videos of you see these, like, white teenagers smashing businesses in a part of town that they normally, like, wouldn't be at because they don't live around there and it's nighttime during a quarantine. And... (sighs) You know, it's just crazy. Like you don't know what to believe anymore because it's all like subjective to, that, to bullshit.
1: That is another thing. Like my buddies just constantly sending me statistics that like contradict everything that Black Lives Matter is fighting for. Like more white people are killed by white cops and black cops. Uh, and it, like That's all not be, true. All these, dude, I, I'm like, uh, who knows? Like, I doubt it. But uh, I'm pretty sure all the people in jail are mostly black. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. They're, uh,
0: they're targeted. They're targeted. Yeah, 100%. The, I, uh, God. No, no, I was just going to say the thing that bothers me so much about the George Floyd murder, aside from everything, is. That had happened for eight minutes. Like, it's not like the cop was having a bad day and just struck him in the head once and killed him and went to jail, and that was the end of it, which is terrible. But he was leaning on this guy for eight minutes, and there's multiple police officers around him just standing there. And the one guy was on the job for four days, and he said he was arrested. He's charged with murder now. And he said, well, he's my training officer. What am I going to do? Uh, That's not a good enough answer. If you start a job and somebody's like molesting someone, and you're like, "Well, I'm new on the job. I'm gonna let it slide," like you're you're a cop. You're holding a different standard. If you were working at a laundromat and somebody was like stealing from the register, maybe you'll turn your head because you need a fucking job. I don't know. But the fact that he's killing a human being and you are a police officer, paid to uphold the law, and you're letting that slide and that's your defense? Like, what is going on with these people? I know, and I hate really? the like. I hate On the camera.
1: I hate the blanketed statements, though. You know, it's like uh, police brutality. Like, they're, okay, yes, some are, and uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know enough to say maybe it's most, but definitely yeah. some. Definitely some cops are bad, and oh, yeah. it, it it goes back to. Chris Rock saying, "Well, everybody's got a uh, you know one bad apple. Well, not in certain you know occupations. There can't be pilot bad apples or okay. uh, surgeon bad apples or cop bad apples. You know, like they can't. Right. It's like if you choose to do this, you have to be fair. You right? You can't. You can't let your personal whatever ego." Determine your like, you know, your ability to I don't know, do the job.
0: Right. Yeah. You can't have bad pilots that are like, "Eh, I'm not gonna land this thing today. We're just gonna crash. Like the the one one, bad pilot. We're not we might not get there because I don't feel like it.
1: This one dickhead cop, there's like a picture of him kneeling with other people that are kneeling, and then the next day some old guy comes walking up to him, and he just pushes him, and the old guy falls over, cracks his head on the cement, starts bleeding, oh. and they just and the guy leans down to pick him up, and another officer like pulls him and is like, "No, just leave him."
0: What was this? What you were talking about? The cop with the seven-year-old guy on the ground. You mentioned this the other day. No, no,
1: this, that's another one. Like oh, there, geez. there was this. Uh, there's this guy, this YouTube guy, Robert Meyer Burnett. He's awesome. Robert
0: uh, Meyer Burnett.
1: Yeah, he's like he's, – he's, you know, had some work in film, but uh, uh, he's just like a big, you know, nerd. He's like a yeah. big geek, so I just like listening to him. Uh, he posted this video of this 77-year-old retired cop or, or sergeant or deputy you know, whatever, high up uh, the ranks, laying on the sidewalk. Bleeding out, dying because he was shot trying to protect his friend's pawn shop like from looters. Oh shit! I know, dude. Like poor guy. Like I, I got shot. I got shot. It's dude. Some of the worst shit I've ever seen.
0: It's bad. Yeah, it's really bad, and it's disrespectful to the family of George Floyd to take a protest, which you people should be doing now, and turning that into crime. Um.
1: It's the worst, and it's just so crazy because the irony is is oh, yeah. unbelievable when you think about Colin Kaepernick. It's like the knee, the kneeling. The protest is not supposed to happen during a convenient time. That's why it's called a protest. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's not. It's not a planned speech no, or an, like, uh, uh, an event. Okay, everyone ready for, for, to, to look at them?
0: We're, we're talk- You guys ready? You ready to get out there? You got your Buster browns on? And we're going to start protesting in an orderly fashion. Speaking uh, of the uh, NFL. Yeah, I do want to mention that. I do want to mention, too, real quick, the protesting not happening at convenient time is so true, and L.A. has done a curfew every night in the past week. And I get it. Like You don't want people in the streets at midnight. Looting, but the fact that they start at five is a huge trampling right. of like people's rights. Like we have the right to protest, Garcetti, you know, like five o'clock. Five, five o'clock,
1: five o'clock p.m.
0: It's like aren't people still like at work or like
1: not haven't left work just yet?
0: Yeah, right. And they usually come out about four p.m. You get the alert on your phone that goes curfew and affected five. You're like, yeah, I guess I better get home. This commute, but yeah, it's crazy. But speaking of the NFL. Um, Roger Goodell came out this week. Said, uh, you know, we're sorry for the way we handled the Kaepernick thing, and you know, everyone has a voice, and we were wrong to have uh, treated handle it the way we did. It's like, good job, Goodell. You're not even the season isn't even in play, but because you're going to lose sponsors because people are finally getting it now. Now you're sorry. Like it's not good enough. It's such an. I don't know. What's your thoughts on that? I thought it was so empty that he came out with that statement.
1: Well, first of all, I thought I thought when you mentioned the NFL too little too late, I was like, is he talking about Drew Brees? Because remember Drew Brees got destroyed yesterday or like the day before, uh, for saying like I I don't agree with any disrespect to our flag. Right. or or something like or this country's flag. like he was redundant he like repeated himself it was weird
0: yeah and then but LeBron
1: he schooled him and 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 every NFL every almost every NFL person posted something his own teammate former Philadelphia Eagle Malcolm Jenkins uh, world champion Malcolm Jenkins said yeah sp- sp- went off it was like fuck you man fuck you Drew yeah fuck you good and then he came him. back and kind of was like I'm sorry for saying fuck you but still man like you're an idiot
0: yeah uh, and then Brees tweeted something out I, I, to Trump Trump was like yeah Drew Brees is one of my favorite quarterbacks and first of all he's not Trump you don't watch football stop acting like you're a fan of the New Orleans Saints because you're not uh, but anyway Trump tweeted like uh, yeah um, I'm a big fan good for him for doing that and then Breeze responded to Trump's tweet saying, it's, I talked to some of my friends because Breeze is trying to save his ass now because he's 41 years old. So he's, he's like, yeah, What am I doing? I need to. Like, Oops. Lucky to still be here. And then he said, uh, No, it's not about the flag. It's about the injustice, this and that. And then Trump's like, I wish he never did that. So it's. I don't know. It's what? All, it's all bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. They so, had some exchange.
1: So I thought you were exchange. only talking about Drew Breeze. And now I didn't even know this stuff, that Trump was like, I wish he didn't apologize and say, yeah. hey, look, this was the only other step I could make here. Uh, right. I, I, heard, I heard from my friends. Like making it public, I guess you kind of have to do it because it started, yeah. pu- it started in public. And he's just being honest. He's like, look, they put me in my place and I'm wrong. And yeah what else, what else can you do? To me it reminds me of Andy Pettit just saying yep, bye took steroids, god and suspend me. I'm uh, you, what am I going to
0: do? I'm not lying. Good point. That's a good call. Yeah, I don't think Breeze was like trying to start anything. He's just, you know, he's an old older guy in his ways that was like, "Yo, uh, I don't believe in the disrespect the of the flag." And it, you, you can't say that it was wrong cuz the context it's not about the flag, it's about injustice. Okay. But then he was, he, you know, he was trying to make it right because, uh, you know, like you said, a lot of people reached out to him. Right. Like yeah. Like even right. people in the NBA, like LeBron James said stuff to him. And yeah. it wasn't anything like, fuck you, dude. It was uh, you don't get it. You just don't get it. Like this. That's not what it's about. Right. Right. That's not why he was doing it. He wasn't
1: disrespecting the flag. Uh, and then, uh, you know, right. when you hear soldiers say, I fought, so you have the freedom to do that.
0: That's- right. Yeah. That's, That's why enemy.
1: we're called a free country. Right. A That's flag the end game doesn't right there. dictate your, your you know, ability to yeah. move. It's like when Trump, when no. that whole thing came I out. Can't, I can't kneel. I can't kneel. The flag you makes me stand.
0: Do you remember when the Kaepernick thing first happened and he was kneeling and Trump's like, people died for the Star Spangled Banner. And it's like, nobody died for the anthem. People died for America. Somebody was...
1: Some non-soldier wrote that while people were out there dying.
0: <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Yeah, it was uh, Key, Ilani Francis Key. Scott Key. Key. Yeah. And, and but, I don't know. I'm not going to get into Trump, but it's just the things he says is so dangerous because people believe it. And it's like nobody died for the anthem. The anthem was never at risk. The Soviet <laughs> Union wasn't like, yo, we got missiles unless you change the tune. That song. You need to change your anthem. It, people don't die for the anthem. They die for the country. <laughs> and kneeling during a football game is not disrespectful to the people that died. It's not. No,
1: no, no, no. Um, so people just don't get it. So I thought you were talking about True Breeze. I had no idea. Yeah. I had no idea that Roger Cadell came out now three years later, or maybe more. I can't remember, but I know it was a long time ago when Kaepernick knelt and they and they blackballed him or whatever the hell they did. I don't really understand what he's saying that they did. I thought he was just cut. Uh, by the yeah, moment. I think so.
0: I think he was cut, but then there was like an unspoken rule that like, yo, don't you, you can't sign this guy because he was he's a good quarterback. You tell me the Browns wouldn't like to have Kaepernick if oh, there was no
1: clout. Absolutely, he's a great backup too. I mean, you know, in a pinch, he he can run. Like you know, yeah. Uh, That's that's so. So That is so weak and lame. (laughs) Don't Uh, say
0: anything at that point.
1: Now he's backpedaling
0: because they made lose sponsors. It's shame. Wow. Yeah, I think he uh, Goodell came out. Roger Goodell said, uh, "You know, we're sorry for doing this. Uh, The way we handled it was wrong." It's like, yeah, but that's because you're against a wall right now and you realize what you did was wrong. The NFL, as much as I love football, the politics behind it are terrible. I mean, their policy is not to fire anyone for hitting a woman until it's like public. You know, like Ray Rice beat up a woman in an elevator and they're like, we're investigating it. Basically, they're going to keep everything the way they are until public-wise, publicity-wise, they have to do something different or else they're going to lose sponsors. That's their whole thing. They don't care. I get it. You're a business, but the fact that they come out with these like empty apologies, like okay, it's it's really weak, dude. It's It's, so like hollow. To me, it just
1: sounds like, oh yeah, wait, okay, what happened? Um, (laughs) So and so uh, Ray Rice uh, smashed his wife's head in 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 an elevator, and he was arrested. He was arrested. Okay, all right. Uh, Well. What are you going to do? I don't
0: know. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, all right. Like, imagine if that n- story never got out. And right. that's just how fine. they'd handle it. They'd be like, all right, well, you know, I, I guess he's been through enough. <laughs> and like the luckily the it was on video.
0: Yeah, the guy from the Vikings. It was Adrian <sighs> Peterson. Yeah. And that whole thing, they were like, yeah, we're, we're investigating it. It's like, you, you saw the video. You know what happened. What are you going to do?
1: Yeah, as you said too little too late that is just so weak and like three or four years like you're doing it now uh i feel like instead of making a statement it would have been so much more powerful if a a reporter asked him you know mr goodell did you mishandle the colin kaepernick situation now with what's unfolding and you know in this country and he could say you know what um yeah. I did. Right. Like right on the spot, like yeah, not come this prepared out. bullshit, like just <laughs> not a tweet. Just like yeah, like just natural just yeah, mm-hmm. looking back on it, I did not handle that correctly. And yeah. uh, you know, some other prepared statement.
0: Yeah, I think people like open up to that more. They have more respect if you're like, yeah, you know I fucked up. What we did was wrong. Right? We're learning. We're learning as We should be and we're gonna learn more going forward. It's like, okay, I can respect that. But like the empty, you know, statements. You're like, all right. There's a fine
1: line between doing that, like just coming out and saying, We're sorry for three years ago. (laughs) You were gonna ask you were gonna ask us this on opening day anyway. Right. So we're just gonna get out ahead of it. And there's a fine line between doing that and doing Eight mile. Eight mile. You know I what I mean. I taking everything. <laughs>
0: taking everything. <laughs> I need I need some bubonic plague anti vaccines because my body is starting to rhythm pain from all of the arteries <laughs> that are bubbling. Do to you my still brain. go? Uh,
1: do you still go in
0: uh, in mask and glove in public? Mask yes, glove no. Me too. Yeah. I we you have to in LA in a lot of places. They won't let you in without a mask. And I'm good. fine with wearing good. the mask. I'm all about the mask. But the gloves, no. Uh I just washed my hands. I was tested for it. I don't have oh, it. Oh you were. Yeah. Uh you're uh you're, so your test came out a uh, very positive.
1: Uh he did. Posi- a positive positive results uh in the in really the good. uh in the negative. He like couldn't say he like negative. didn't like didn't know that like negative is the good thing no he, like, it was, he was like worried so he's like in the positive results what you yeah. want it was positive it wasn't <laughs> a positive test but the, the result was positive and that it was
0: good and that it was a negative right it was hydrochloroquine was being snorted by the way i think i i think but i was exposed husband. to covid in january um at my job one of our board members came to the office from San Francisco, sick as a dog in late January, later tested positive for COVID. A few days later, I had the sniffles for like two weeks. Jen went to the hospital with the I flu started, for two days. I it was respiratory. No, I think that was my immune the system. Sniffle. The sniffle. The, ah, like the, 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 uh, it was, was like, fighting something. And Jen had ah, it was the like flu. sweating. Ah, running but his Yeah, I'm I got getting... tested, man. They were like just show up at this small parking lot and we'll test you. And it was really easy
1: to do it. So I was like, yeah, let's do it. You know it's really crazy? And I don't know if this is true, but I heard this doctor talking about it. Yeah? Um, what's her name? I can't remember it. She was on Joe Rogan about two weeks ago. Her name kind of sounds like the girl who drives uh, NASCAR. The, the, the only girl. Uh, Danica Patrick. Oh, good call. She does sound like she's her name. Named- Ford 22. No, Danica yeah. Patrick is a, a, or
0: was, right? She was the, like,
1: first woman NASCAR ride, driver.
0: Yeah, I think, I think so. Because that name, Danica. Right. Rhonda Patrick. That's her Rhonda. name. Rhonda
1: Doctor, Patrick. Dr. Rhonda Patrick. She's, like, kind of convinced that, like, vitamin D uh, levels in your body uh r- like significantly help you fight COVID, and white sun people, white people are able to absorb the most vitamin D because our skin hasn't evolved to deflect it because we normally live in cold areas. However, our South American friends and African friends are way more susceptible, susceptible to COVID and dying from it. Because their skin can't absorb vitamin D like ours, and it's like on a crazy like uh, scale. Like it's like four thousand times less vitamin D than
0: wow than euros. So that's why those communities are hit harder.
1: That's part of it.
0: That makes sense. Uh-huh. That really does. If you think about like the body's system. To- totally. I mean, the sun. What do
1: you think that thing's doing? It's powering us up.
0: Yeah, it's it's giving us juice. Right, especially in South Florida. Head yourself down to Pembroke Pines. It's not a real city, Uh, South Florida. What have you? uh, What have you been doing to quell drugs? Yeah, I'm kidding. Me too. But yeah, just drinking to to quell the boredom. Yeah, to quell like the isolation. Well, I'm working on this work from home web series with you. I'm gonna send you some stuff. We gotta get that. Oh, yeah. Juiced up. That's a juicy can one. I, the same gonna... character? I don't know. It's up to you. I didn't I only have a few more episodes. And the next one, spoiler alert, is basically a coworker is trying to get somebody to watch some um you know, read some like meme or joke they doesn't want to, so he keeps avoiding them. And the avoiding gets worse and worse to where he's like running down the street, the guy jumps out of a trash can. Finally he morphs into like a superhero and flies away cuz the guy it's just so you know coworkers are like yo you got to watch this youtube video it's really good and you see the time and it's like 5 minutes and it's like things confederate soldiers would say and you're like i am not interested in this joke at all and you're like you got to watch it just watch it and they stay with you at your computer to to see that you watch it and you're like no it's really good and all you're doing is watching the clock to see when this video's over do you know what i'm talking about yes of
1: course dude so, i mean when someone sends me a video on my phone after after nine o'clock. I'm like, what do you think I'm doing with my phone right now? (laughs) I'm watching something or looking at something on it. I don't have, uh, this is not what I'm doing right now. Yeah, I'm not doing this right now. Last night, my buddy sent me something. He's like, look at this. It's so sad. I was like, "Uh, I'll watch it when I'm not stoned. (laughs) And he goes, he goes, stoned or sober, it it, it hits home. And I'm like, if it's heartfelt, I'm never watching it. I'm I'm like, I don't like. I want to seek cry. out stuff to know. Yeah, I don't. I'm we're already depressed enough. I don't want to seek out stuff. I'm like really trying to overload like the funny and the lighthearted and the adventurous and you know. Yes. I'm not, I'm not trying. I, I'm.
0: I see enough. I'm not watching Schindler's Darkness. List this weekend. Right. That's why I've been watching The Office and like Star Wars and Disney Plus cartoons. I'm trying to overload the joy and the like fun filled. I'm not watching. Silence of the Lambs or Friday the 13th or Schindler's List or something depressing. So when you see people share this you're like what what,
1: what is it about the office? Uh, it Suck is like it. god man and I I can't believe I'm saying this. But I went back about a week ago and watched like a Seinfeld episode from you know uh like the fourth or fifth season. Okay. And I got to tell you, it does not, I mean, the humor ages well, but the, like, crowd laughing, it was so weird to me after watching, like, The Office and Parks and Rec and all these shows without that stupid laugh track.
0: Yeah. You know, whatever, just the laugh. The studio audience, it's weird now. It
1: it ages it, because it's not a thing anymore, really. That's a good point. It is. That's a really good point. Not the it's the extra layer that you're like, but,
0: yeah,
1: right. I'm like, ah, they could just take that out now. I think, like, I mean, no, it's like Curb doesn't
0: have it, no, right? It. Imagine if Seinfeld were filmed like Curb, you know, like the oh single camera close, no, odd, like, can you imagine how good that I would might, be? Imagine Seinfeld today, first of all, like same characters, same situations, but in 2020 where they actually have like cell phones and like the internet and things like that. Dude, like yeah, what uh, George just, would do and like, Facebook,
1: it, dude. Uh, it is like the one show that they could probably do with those four people w- whenever.
0: You I know what I so. mean? Surprised they if, have it
1: if, if, if they're like living in this reality and they are playing off of this like world. It's endless.
0: I, I wonder if they'll ever do that for like one season. Like Netflix will buy because you know how Netflix and Jerry Seinfeld have all those like deals. If they did like one 10 episode season of Seinfeld, a new one, same set at Warner Brothers and everything, like I'm surprised they haven't done that. Maybe they just don't want wow. to.
1: They did it, you know, they did The Curb.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: That, which was such a unique, genius, like unbelievable It was a great genius episode. To do well, the whole season was, was like a Seinfeld reunion season, you know, like they were in every episode. And uh, it was like about them making a Seinfeld reunion episode. You know what's funny? But I think I think it's like a t- t- like a five percent chance that yeah Seinfeld would do the regular show again, like upgraded to like look like it's done
0: the I way shows so. are done now. Yeah, I don't think.
1: But I will. wonder if that's ever been pitched to him because that's such a unique idea I'm to just sure. upgrade it. Upgrade it. They're just it's just
0: now, but it's yeah, not like shot a, with
1: some audience.
0: Yeah, they pick up in. Modern time without any explanation. Not like, oh hey, we're all back together after that jail thing, and here we are. Yeah. They just, it just starts with like Kramer coming over yeah. and being like, hey, I updated my Tinder app. You know, my yeah. pictures. This look good. And Elaine George has to apologize for something inadvertently that came off as racist because somebody's offended or something. You know what I mean? Like, there's so Dude, much they that, could so much do, do
1: it. They could do it as like you know, like Parks and Rec and like uh, The Office, how it's like a mockumentary. Like a the moving camera, yeah. Uh, like a like a mockumentary of the, I think they were called like the New York Four or something. The the first group of four people who were arrested for the uh, Good Samaritan,
0: oh <laughs> <yeah>. act.
1: <laughs> you know, it's like after jail. Like let's keep an eye on them. Let's and, see what they're doing. And they're part of this like mockumentary. You know, That's brilliant. That's what they should do. It's it's funny. I know they have little confessionals, you know, where it's just oh, one like yeah. talking head and they're
0: they're talking so shit on each other. <laughs> I, I wonder with the office, if they did that today, how much stuff would still get by? Because I, I feel like a lot of it hasn't aged well with like the racism stuff. Not that it was a racist show, but the stuff that they pulled off, it wasn't racist at all. But the stuff that the jokes they used, I feel like today some writer would be like, No, nah, you can't use that, we're gonna get killed. I think like people who don't
1: understand the character of Michael Scott would be well, like, yeah, 100%. that's a, that's offensive. It's like, well, no, he's a complete moron. So yeah, he doesn't get it. He, we're not. It's like it's he's the bad guy. Like we want you to not like him in the beginning, because I think Diversity Day, the episode where they put different races on their heads. <laughs> oh,
0: it's the best. It's one of the. Mindy yeah, slaps they... slaps Steve Carell. And it's like, yeah, it's just so good with uh, Michael Scott's character. Just some of the stuff he says, like the prison, where he's just like, I'm going to make you my biatch. You're like, Michael, you can't say that. You know? I and mean, it's, just, it's just too good. He's like,
1: just- Am I not going to push you up against the wall, biatch? Yeah. <laughs> my name's Prison Mike. How did you, uh, what did you go to jail for, Prison Mike? I robbed. I, ro- and I robbed. I, and, I, and I stole. And I kidnapped the president's son. And had him for <laughs> ransom, and I didn't get caught neither. Oh, but you ended up in jail. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I didn't get caught,
0: but I'm in jail. I like what he his whole storyline with um, who's his girlfriend? Uh, from corporate, um, oh, Jan Jan Levinson Gould. She's like so much hotter than than him, and, but she's like I just I just like you. So he's like we you. are we ha- we they're like in the, the contract negotiations for salary, and it's just like well I'm withholding sex. You know, and it's like all this stuff that you're like, I'm just writing this down for the future lawsuit that this is no doubt going to cause, and all this stuff. It's just so like aware of itself. It's so good. Right. My favorite is the Ben Franklin impersonator that oh. they think is a stripper. It's like, who's the president of Germany? Wilhelm II.
1: Oh yeah, the Swedish. You know, George the Third. He's like George the. He's like the horrible
0: George. I <laughs> <laughs> hate like insulting England, the tyrant King George. <laughs> Right, and then he goes, "Are you uh, nearsighted or farsighted?" Tucker Both. Which is the bifocals. Ah. And the is that the same <laughs> one with the vampire? I know this is cutting edge radio, <clears> listeners, <throat> but if you haven't watched the Office, you have to. Uh, George, there's a bat in the office, and Jim thinks he got bit by it, and then he pretends that he's turning into a vampire. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. He's it's like, "Oh, your, gar- your garlic bread is golden hot."
0: It's not, it's actually it's cold. Like
1: it's cold. Ice Cube's been getting into it a lot lately.
0: Yeah, he's uh, he's he's vocal. F the police. I saw um, tweets. It took 30 years for white people to understand fuck the police and what it means, but they're getting it now. Somebody tweeted that out. Um, what do you think about that? You think, because I know a lot of people are woke right now. And I'm seeing a lot of black squares on Instagram, which is good. Um, I feel like this is the straw that broke the camel's back. Like this time, more than any other time in our lifetime, people are like, yeah, this is this needs to change.
1: Check out what's going on in Philly or what was going on today in Philly. Um, but uh, I hope, Philly? man, I hope, I feel like... There were so many other times where I thought, uh, actually, I think that was more of what happened at Stoneman Douglas with the school shooting. Like That, to me, I was like, whoa. I was like, okay, this is going to have a bigger impact. So and did I. I can't like tell if it has because schools haven't been open for so long. I um, think it
0: has, too. I mean, we don't know, but... Yeah, I mean, those were kids with money and parents that could get louder. I'm right. Not saying that that's what it yeah. takes to cause change, but no, it does. But now. it does. It does. Sadly, yeah, and and I feel like because it was a wealthier school and they're more vocal, not more vocal, but they're they have means of getting that voice louder because of money. Sadly, that it will cause change. Um, but yeah,
1: n- now that I'm thinking about, like, as far as like. The cops and the black people in this country. I feel like this one, yeah, it's definitely because of these protests and the violence that's, uh, you know, surrounding the protest and the looting that's surrounding the protests and the unnecessary looting that's surrounding the protests. Uh, yeah, it's, but what, let me ask you this. Were there protests? After Rodney King, or was it just riots?
0: Uh, because I
1: don't know. that because that would be like proof that we like are evolving. Because it's like okay, well, there are a lot of peaceful people. There's just a bunch of also maniacs who are taking advantage of the
0: confusion the cops are in right now. I think it was just rioting because Rodney King didn't die and the cops were arrested. But then when they handed down the not guilty. People were just like, fuck this. And then I think it was just writing. Because there wasn't a period of they died and then they're not getting charged. They were arrested. So that was kind of like, right. okay, he they got He and didn't then, die. He didn't die, just got beat. Right, and then when they were like, not guilty, that's when, I'm like, shit hit the fan. Okay, so not really the same.
1: Similar, but not... I could be wrong, but... Nobody I, yeah. died.
0: Yeah, but I do think that... Um, this is different, not just because we're in a pandemic and people are stuck inside and now we're going out, but I feel like more people than ever. I mean, if you look at Washington, D.C. today, it's just flooded with protest. People are really tired of this happening. And granted, the cop was arrested and charged, but like, why was he able to do that for eight minutes? Right. Cops around. Like, why did that happen? And why would he do that? Let's just say you're an asshole. And you want to feel like a tough guy and step on someone. And not kill them. But you just want to be a dickhead because you're an asshole. Why would you do that with a camera filming you? Like, you know this isn't going to go. Are you trying to get fired? Like, why? I don't. And I don't. Filmed like a million by million people. What what, what what are you doing?
1: What did he expect George Floyd's neck to be able to do? Like, lift him off the ground? Like, just put it on his back and that should do it. It's like this cop was such a pussy. He's like, I have both knees on my back, but he's still lifting himself up off the ground. (laughs) Even though I I heard all this negative stuff about him, about George Floyd. Like he was full of stuff that probably made him almost kind of hard to take to the ground and keep on the ground. Yeah. And then stuff in his past that's terrible. But still.
0: Right. Still. You're a cop.
1: You're a cop. Put him in cuffs and put him in the car. That's what it is. Uh,
0: George Floyd wasn't a saint by any means. He was certainly committing a crime. He deserved to be arrested. I don't know him, but from the the past, he wasn't, you know, Barack Obama. He wasn't like this (laughs) upstanding citizen. But that doesn't warrant the pain inflicted on you, let alone dying because of what you did. Right. So you're a police officer. You're supposed to be above the law. You tell me, I'm sure as a cop, there's people you want to take in the back room and, like, skull-thump them because you're, they're just horrible people. I'm not saying George Floyd is. I'm just saying I'm sure the stress of a police officer. You're dealing with pieces of shit all day long. You just want to pummel them. But you can't just do that because you're held to a higher standard.
1: This is the job you decided to choose. Right. Okay? It doesn't mean that, oh... All of a sudden, out of nowhere, you know, it's the hardest job in the world. Yeah, well, then don't do that job if it's the hardest job in the world. It could be your favorite <laughs> job
0: in the world. <laughs> <laughs> <You> know,
1: like, <laughs> they're all so mean. They're also mad. I don't know why. <laughs> well, that's because you don't pay attention in history class.
0: Right. My buddy told me, he's, he's a police officer. He's, from, he's in Doylestown Township. He said once you get the person in cuffs, like, it's game over. Like, there's all kinds of tactics you use to subdue somebody or take them down or de-escalate. But once they're, like, in handcuffs, that's it. They're in custody. Like, there's no need to be, like, stepping on their head because they're already detained at that point. That was, like, the cop's first problem was once the guy's in cuffs, he shouldn't be, like, leaning on him. Or He should be in a police car or in an ambulance, and that was it. But why he was on the ground for eight minutes being pinned down while in handcuffs is like against what they teach you in the academy. It yeah. just that doesn't make sense. This is what I was told. It's like just,
1: I mean, lean on the back of his knees or something.
0: Lean on me,
1: lean on my knees, lean on my dick. Well, I uh, I didn't mean for this to take such a yeah, somber you know. turn, but I feel we kind of somber owed it. Uh, yeah, you know, to just the bullshit that. Everybody's got to go through, but like I said, like sure. I told my wife, and I, I said earlier, when when we're about eighty, so in like 40 forty-ish years, I think most of those racist white-haired assholes will be gone.
0: I hope. I think you're right. And I hope you're right. Yeah, that would be that would be a good I thing. I do feel like they're dying out. Uh, they're they're a minority at this point.
1: Like remember the um, it's a good. The, the time machine like the new movie the new like the the most recent yeah uh, with, uh, reboot. guy pierce yes uh how everybody at the end is all the same color yeah and like everyone's co- coffee colored because everyone is mixed so much that everyone is just the same there is no races oh, that that would be amazing
0: that would be good and that so girl was hot in that, that movie too she that was
1: and they came out with like a new language that everybody speaks
0: yeah and they were like Hundred eighty thousand years in the future, and there's like yeah. monsters. But she studied English, so she knew how to speak it. Yeah, there's weird monsters. That kind of was like, oh. I just watched that not too long ago. I want to say like really? maybe December. Yeah, I've I do like that movie. Once. The editing of in that where like they show the time changing in the shop when they're like going back in time in the world. Uh, yeah, I thought it was dude. like awesome.
1: I know. Now I'm thinking about it. Maybe I'll watch that tonight instead how of. I would do uh, to revisit. No, I gotta watch um, the lighthouse. Oh,
0: the lighthouse. Before we wrap up, can I share you a quick Carrie Fisher story oh, yeah, that Jen yeah, yeah, told yeah, yeah. me? Yep. Yeah. Jen, my wife, knew Carrie Fisher. They weren't friends, but they were like acquaintances. Um through one of her other friends. So like she met her maybe five, six times, smoked cigarettes with her, that kind of thing, but not like didn't have like numbers or anything.
1: Uh like smoke break friend. That's yeah. That's, that's huge.
0: So they were at, like, some event or some party or something like that. Carrie Fisher, like, stopped by. Jen was smoking. Carrie Fisher came up, had a trench coat on, like a, like a raincoat, and was like, hey, want to have a cigarette? Rips the coat open like she was going to flash her and flash Jen, and she had just Spanx on. And she's like, oh, I'm just going to HBO for some fitting, so I'm just wearing this and stopping by. And they smoked a cigarette, and Jen was like, you just f- f- pretended to flash me, you know? <sighs> And I'm listening to this, and I was like, "You know, Carrie Fisher, like, she's in the most famous franchise of all time. That's amazing. You did it. Like, oh yeah, she was just Carrie. She had a trucker's mouth, and I thought that was hilarious. And I was like, No, she's not just Carrie. She's Carrie Fisher. And I met she's her. She's princess with Jen, but it was with like, you know, 50 people or something. So I was like, Hey, nice to meet you, kind of thing. But Jen actually like spent time with her, and and the fact that Carrie Fisher flashed her with just spanks on, like naked, everyone else. I was like. That's Princess Leia. It's like spanks are spanks around your ass. Yeah, I guess they like keep in your body fat or whatever so you look right. skinnier underneath clothes. But you wear them under clothes. But she just had spanks on and a trench coat because I guess she was going to change or something. I don't I don't know what she was doing, but um
1: dude, I, I think she I think Carrie Fisher was like subhuman like and in, in like in like a complimentary way. Like I think she was like something else like I, I watched like totally. interviews, interviews of her, in the past, and I'm like, I feel like she is just thinking on a different level than everybody in the room. Like she's deep. Man. She's like experiencing it differently than
0: everybody else. She, yeah, that's a good point. She did a play too, like a one-person play. She did. It was on HBO. I think that's what she was getting fitted for back sometime between 1999 and like 2005. Um, it's kind of long. It's kind of okay. But yeah. it's really good because it's just her for like two hours doing monologues. And if you're like an actor or whatever and you watch that, you can see uh, how good uh, of an actress she really was. Oh, uh, wow. And it's really good. It's, I think it's called like I Am Carrie Fisher or something like that. But it's, it's just her for two hours acting this monologue. It's not like a free form or you know, stand-up or anything. She's actually like reciting a script. Um but it's, it's really really amazing to watch really cool and she was
1: so amazing like, she was some she was just so cool in Star Wars because it was like well I didn't have a crush on her because I'm not gonna shoot that far out of my league yeah you know right. like you she, was, she was she was she was hot, but she was such like a badass that you were like I could never get her like she could kick my ass I'm not it gonna like she was intimidating
0: her. Yeah, Yeah, you're like, I'm not going to set the bar this high. This is just (laughs) too intimidating. She's got the Force. I mean, her (laughs) in in Return of the Jedi, in Jabba's Palace, forget about it.
1: And just her in in all those movies. She's so good. Empire, and uh,
0: I love her. She's great. She killed Jabba the Hutt, by the way. He's a big, fat guy. She killed him. She started
1: chaos in that little
0: bunker. Who's more annoying, Jar Jar Binks or... Uh, Jabba Job of the Hutt's little pet that's always like laughing at everything. Who would you rather like shoot? Salacious
1: Scrum? <laughs> is that the name? But that's
0: his name. Salacious Scrum. Salacious Crumb. Who would you rather off with a lightsaber? Alright, Jar, that's not fair. Jar Jar Binks is not a fair person. You wouldn't want to kill him. Oh, let me let me put it this way. Who would you rather off with a lightsaber? Salacious scrum? Crumb. Or crumb. Scrum. 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 What is it? Salacious crumb. Is that his, like, C-R-U-M-B? Mm-hmm. That's amazing. He's now my new favorite character. Maybe, maybe no B, but I'm, 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 I'm no, thinking B. I'm thinking B. All right, Salacious Crumb. Or, who's the guy in Jedi with the, um, I know it's a, it's a species, but the, the main guy in the beginning that has, like, the snake thing going around his neck, the growth, that's in, Jar- that's in uh, Jabba's palace. He is a, he's a Twi'lek. Twi'lek. And, and his name is Bib. Fortuna, okay. Would you rather take off Salacious Crumb with a let's just say a purple lightsaber mace window, or cut off Bin Fortuna's growth? Like not bib. kill him, but just bib, bib, bib like baby bib, baby bib. Would you rather or cut off Bib Fortuna's growth? Not kill him, but maim that growth. Like what is that thing? just just snake
1: just, growth.
0: Yeah. What would you rather do? Because that growth, you can't help but looking at like a bad wart. On someone that's like, right, right, like, gross. <coughs> um, or, or or maybe neither. Uh, I think, I think a sympathist.
1: I, I like both of them. Uh, it's cool because in that book, Tales from Jabba's Palace, uh, it ge- it gives their backstories. Um, how how salacious Crumb gets to be Jabba's like court jester, and how Bib Fortuna becomes like his right hand man. Uh. There's even a story about the Rancor, you know, the monster that's like oh, under... Oh, so scary. Trap, ...trap door, the Rancor. A story about him and his trainer, the guy that's crying at the end when he when he gets killed by Luke. That's hilarious. That, well, I was they, laughing
0: at that. That guy was crying because he was just about to help that monster escape Jabba's Palace. Oh, it's Tales from Jabba's Palace by Kevin J. Anderson and Stephen Yule.
1: Yeah, Stephen Yule, yeah.
0: I'm going to buy it. It's seven bucks on Amazon.
1: Dude, you'll fly through it. It's like all the things in Jabba's Palace that you're like, oh, I wonder what the hell that is.
0: Hold on, it says Tales from Jabba's Palace, Star Wars Book 2. Oh, maybe it's the second edition
1: of it. I bet. I, I always yeah, it was, is. I was always confused why they didn't do more with J- Jabba because there's just like so much going on in that mobster's world.
0: Oh, Bib Fortuna's face is on the cover. Yeah, like this. I'm getting it. That's it. (laughs) I got it. I got it. One click Amazon. Cutting edge radio. Everybody, Clark just bought a book. (laughs) Why? Don't forget to sponsor us, Fortune 50 companies, because it's crazy.
1: I think I would kill Bib.
0: Okay. So, like I said, I
1: I like both of them, but yeah, he's kind of like a bitch. And uh, he was kind of rude to
0: R2D2. He was rude to him, And R2D2 is a saint, a he little was... saint. I Why did I uh, buy this, I John? Am I um, am I going to appreciate this book? Because I'm not as big as a fan as you, but I'm am a fan. Yeah, but the fact that you already know those two
1: characters, you'll understand like most of it. Like you'll get, you'll be like, oh, I know this character. Like well, what's up with them? Like how did they arrive at Jabba's palace? Okay. I mean, you know Jabba's Palace, so like, you'll get everything. And if you don't... You got great festive music there. Great tunes. The old song from the original, unspecial-editioned version of Return of the Jedi is so much better. Without what? all the dancers, with all the dancers, that, that's all added in, and it's, the, the original song is different and wait, better. Wait, 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 wait. Hold the I'll dick. send it to you.
0: So the so one I watched on Disney Kaisa. Plus is not the original song? No. And you can't probably find that one anywhere. That's probably not stream... I mean, you can probably buy it, but it's not streaming anywhere. It's gotta be on the tube. You know know Uh. what else is on the tube? Harrison Ford's deleted scene in E.T. as the teacher. Apparently he was in there. What? They cut his scene because it didn't fit the pacing because they're like, Harrison Ford's in Star Wars and Indiana Jones. He's too big to just throw him in E.T. So they cut his scene, but he had a cameo as the teacher. That's insane, but I agree. Yeah, he th- everybody would be like, "Wait a minute, we need more," right? Because he was the biggest movie star on the planet from like nineteen seventy seven to like nineteen to now. Guys o- and everything. Original
1: um, Jabba the Hutt dance yeah. number. Jabba's dance number. Original nineteen eighty three. Return of the Jedi. Yeah, this is the this is the original. I think. End it my way. Size noodles.
0: I also like the Ewok song that they play like the festive forest kind of <laughs> and,
1: and they changed that one. What? The original one of that was like an Ewok's original song. It didn't like float all over to all the other planets that were now like at peace. Oh, they didn't yeah. They never do that. It was just on
0: Endor and it was just the in the Ewoks. I do that because you can see it's clearly Yeah, no. Yeah. 2003 CGI planets and you're like, that's not from 1979.
1: Nothing is rendered. Nothing looks like it has any wear on it. It's all like perfect gold, rounded, smooth.
0: You'd prefer if they kept it intact as originally done. Yeah. it's a good point. They they don't need to do all that. Poppy cash. I think it is. Yeah, send send that my way. I just did. I'm going to give you an update too on the next show or after this comes in, of uh, Tales from Java's Palace. hmm uh-huh. It doesn't yeah. look like a big, a big read, so I'll probably be able to finish it quickly. It's pretty thick. Oh, is it? I'm just looking at the cover. It's I'm like, an
1: idiot. It's like one of those short, thick books. So you you own this? I did. I don't know where the hell it is now.
0: Well, there's also Tales from the Empire, Tales of the Bounty Hunters. Dude, there's a million Star Wars books. Tales ben, from the most Eisley Cantina. You could spend a year doing this. Moss Eisley, Moss Eisley. Who's that? That's
1: where um, Ben. That's where Obi Wan and Luke meet Han Solo and Chewie to get on the Millennium Falcon. They go to that that cantina. Yeah, Mos, it's in Moss Isley.
0: Oh, that's right.
1: It's uh, you'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. <laughs> This is, uh, these are official books too. These aren't fan fictions. No, no, no. They're like in the expanded universe canon. That's good.
0: There's nothing scarier than bad fan fiction. Oh,
1: God. And, and, and especially when you're like halfway through it and then you're like, wait a minute, this is fucking fan fiction. Oh, my what, God. What is this? What am and I, I like, watching?
0: And then somebody came, yeah, they like Han Solo came out, but he looked more like Tom Cruise. And you're like, that's not what? Who wrote this? <laughs> what? Osama! <laughs> Tweet us at the underscore podcast. So this is our fifth year anniversary show. Is there anything else you want to get off your dick?
1: Uh, yeah, it's, no, uh, just the urine that's in my bladder yeah,
0: and that I can it. feel right now. <laughs> Thank you for listening, everybody. This is Nerd35. I'm Matthew Clark with John Hassinger. Stay safe. Thank you for listening. Good night, everybody. Do. Yeah. Godspeed. And do we do?